initially took it as that type of opportunity. I didn't think we would be where we are today. Hello everyone. We are excited to announce that we have a special guest joining us for our very first episode. None other than my beautiful wife and life partner, Monisha Jenkins. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. This is a, a milestone day that has been in the making. Um, yep. It's been taking about a few years to for us to officially launch the podcast, but um, I didn't want to start the podcast to anyone else but my beautiful wife. So welcome again. I'm honored. Glad, glad you're here. So I wanted just to really take this episode as an opportunity for the viewers to get to know us a little bit in regards to our story and um, some of the gems that we want to offer uh, those who desire to be in a healthy, long-lasting relationship slash marriage. And we want to emphasize on the marriage piece because we know that, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of people don't make it to that side. So even though we've been married for about a year, uh, this past July 28th, um, we figure we have something uh, relevant to share to uh, bring you guys value. So we hope you guys get a message out of this and thank you guys for tuning in. So I wanted just to really start the episode with just a few questions just to help us uh, kind of get it started. But um, before that, for those who may not know, um, my wife, Monisha, she is a project manager, a real estate project manager, real estate investor, um, wife, aspiring mother-to-be, and all these other things uh, that you can put in her uh, resume. But um, just wanted to give you guys some context. And, but let's jump right into it. So let's start with the question, how did we meet? And you can just kind of fill in on our story and I can just kind of plug in some of the details as needed. But. So yes, we met at church. We were both at Clemson, but we met at church. We, we didn't talk to each other or anything. We weren't friends. We would just say hi and bye, like passing each other. Um, yeah, that's basically how we met at church but we didn't date or anything it took about five years of not talking at all or seeing each other and that's when we started right yeah we so we met at church um and we were both at clemson and we were both serving in the church and yeah it was uh it was interesting because yeah like you said we weren't really friends we were more church acquaintances yeah more than anything and um you were in your world and i was in mine <laughs> absolutely and but the thing that really stood out to me was just how you were just your uh, spiritual energy um on top of just your your initial beauty that i noticed um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and i was able to just to really kind of scope out the church i was working in the uh sound 
ministry where we were in the back working with the visuals and different music and stuff pertaining to church service. And uh, I would just kind of glance around and Mo always kind of st- stood out to me in different ways. And I didn't even know because we didn't really have any in-depth conversation. Yeah. But um, she was really one of the only uh, girls in the church that really caught my eye even though I didn't let her know it because I, I had to like play it off where <laughs> <laughs> you played it off really well because I never thought that you thought I was cute or anything <laughs> yeah yeah I'm glad like you didn't know because it, it can be kind of embarrassing but also in the sense of rejection can be looming you know if uh, it's not like a mutual thing but for me I was focused on you know just chasing my my football journey and just making grades and just working the part-time jobs outside of that so even though you know i was like this girl's kind of bad you know um i was just like i don't think it's the right time and god really allowed me to understand that but um we would little did we both know we were running into each other on campus maybe three years since that first time it was like a year. A year? It was like my first... last semester. Okay, so we would run into each other a year on campus, a year after like just being in the same church with each other. And yeah, I st- bracket. In bracket all hall. All the Clemson people. Shout out to Clemson. <laughs> um, and it was really the only time where we were by ourselves and just able to like have a, to me, have a just a normal conversation without any eyes or people speculating about anything. So that yeah. helped me feel more comfortable. And that's when I kind of knew. I was like, oh. The way you were looking, I was like, oh, he's feeling a kid. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could say that. And it was more so I wanted to have that outcome in the sense I wanted her to, like, sense that, you know, I think you're pretty cool. And um, I would like to get to know you. And I didn't end up getting her number then. I was so nervous to doing that. And um, but it did eat me up when I went home, and the story's kind of history regarding us really being in contact after that. But four years would transpire. Yeah. Where that was twenty seventeen, and then I slid in your DMs twenty twenty one. Yeah, it yeah. was it was twenty twenty one. Um, and just to give context to you, even before that. We we started following each other in 2020. I don't remember when we started. I think following it was 2020 because I kind of waited to to follow you, even though we first met in like 2017, and then you kind of came across my page, and um, I was like, I think it's time for me to like follow her, you know, because for all those for context, I just be really be in my own world, um, in a <laughs> sense, you know, not really looking out for anybody. But um, I think everything happens for a reason. And that kind of just put her on the radar for me more because we didn't really see each other day to day when we were outside of church. No. We didn't see each other at all. So um, that really kind of initially connected us. And then, um, yeah, four, fast forward four, year, four years later, I was having a conversation with, a good friend of mine at the time and basically just I was going through different just relationship pitfalls or dating pitfalls you would say um, even though I was 
really trying to put myself in position and work on myself to really be, to add value to a relationship. Um, I was just I was telling them, I was like, man, I want a girl like Mo. You didn't even know me. Right. <laughs> that really That's did. so crazy. Yeah, and I always kind of, we always laugh about that story because I didn't expect myself to say that one. And then Mo, always, she's on the re- uh, receiving end of it. Like, wow, this couldn't even be more crazy to, right? to fathom. But um, that really kind of put Mo back in, in the front of my mind on, it's like, well, I've been trying to date, haven't found any any suitable candidate. <laughs> and then Mo reaches out to me, uh, DMs, guys, you know, such. So you know how when people, when you post on your story, he posted an award he had won. So I just said, congratulations. Exclamation mark, confetti, emoji, something like that. That's it. Yeah, and I took it and ran with he it. He took it and ran <laughs> with it. So I was like, God has given me another opportunity, <laughs> you know, to see if the connection or the intuition that I always observed was real and valid. And, um, yes, yeah, so I was, you know, we were catching up briefly through the DM and, that's when I, you know, got the digits, as people would say, and uh, was like, hey, we should just catch up sometime. And that was, I believe, on a Tuesday. Yeah, and, it was. I remember. Right. It was and I a was, Tuesday. And I was finishing, uh, finishing, I was going through about taking my final exams for my senior year. So the timing for that was even crazy because I was trying to lock in. But in the back of my mind, I always was, you know, I knew I always wanted to prioritize relationships and eventually being married to whatever capacity, even though I wasn't really thinking that I was just thinking of like, I can't miss out on this opportunity. So I'm a person that takes action. Um, and so I took action in that moment. She thought it was just something casual. I thought it was casual as well, but I was like, I'm actually meeting up with her with the intention of just confirming some of the things that I always knew all along. And, uh, you can kind of elaborate on like our outing or date, you would say. I didn't call it a date. <laughs> Let's get that straight. It was an outing. It was our first time ever meeting up together. So I took it as, oh, let's just, we, we used to see each other at church. Let's just see how we are. <laughs> <laughs> See, guys, there's, there's some, uh, there's definitely no, some. No, <laughs> I, I always was curious about you. I wanted to see how you were just as a person and to see, like, oh, he can be a friend. Because at the time, as a single person, I believed as, I believed in friendship, like girls and guys, right. especially as brothers and sisters in Christ. So I was like, okay, he can be a brother and sister in Christ. Because I, I always liked having brothers in my circle, so especially Krishna ones. So that's how I initially took it. That's that type of opportunity. I didn't think we would be where we are today. Right. I didn't think so either, but I knew that there was a slight window of that actually happening. And um, so we go on our first outing slash date. Outing. And and before that, I was... uh, 
wrapping up taking my senior pictures uh, for graduation, and I was just in a rush trying to get there. Got my first speeding ticket, you know, trying to get to our our outing, mm-hmm. as Mo would say. And um, I was just trying to – it could be, look at it in a humorous way of, you know, not trying to delay. And if you see something that you feel like it's important, like not wasting the time to get there. And I look back, I'm like, well, that speeding ticket was worth it. You know, in the long run. <laughs> How much was that speeding ticket? I don't think I ever asked you that. Was it? It could have been. I don't know, one forty or one fifty. Oh. Something in that range. I try not to remember those type of things, but um. <laughs> yeah, we ended up just basically just exchanging stories, getting to know each other in a more um. Detailed way, and she was just telling me about you were telling me about your family and your upbringing, things of that nature, and. Uh, it really, I really resonated with it, and you can kind of speak from what you were, what was coming to mind when you you were even talking, because I don't know how. Yeah, were. when you were telling me your story, I didn't know that you had that much adversity and what you went through growing up and what you were going through as a college student. So that definitely changed my perspective about you. I thought that just from the outside looking in, I thought you came from like a two-parent household. Because you seem, like, very determined and, like, head on straight. So I was like, oh, he seemed like he came from a healthy two-parent household family. But it was the total opposite. <laughs> yeah, that was all the Lord. I'm glad she was able to observe that. Uh, but, yeah, that was far from the truth for sure. And I can save that for another day. But, yeah, that wasn't the case. And, um, yeah, thank you for even noticing that stuff because even with growing up with a single parent, I tried to not let that be a a burden or obstacle for me to become the person that I wanted to be. Um, So it was just really surprising to me when we were just talking and we have a lot in common. And even even with like the amount of siblings we both have, half siblings. Right. So that was it was it was kind of scary a little bit. We have too much in common just initially, and. That kind of just started to plant a seed for like this could go somewhere, but we would just continue to talk. the The date lasted about three hours. Yeah, because we went. Yeah, we went downtown. We ate downtown. We walked, talked. <laughs> oh, you didn't tell them about how we were color coordinating. Oh yeah, our first like three to four times that we met up, we were just wearing the same colors or matching to some degree. Yeah, which was also crazy. You're like. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah, we weren't planning it either. At all. And I, I didn't know if Mo noticed that, but I was noticing that. No, it was very noticeable, especially the first time because we both wore white and navy. And then the second time, we both wore black, like mm-hmm. all black. And then the third time, that's when we wore like a tan or brown or something. And I was like, hold up now. This is getting <laughs> creepy. <laughs> And now to this day, you still like to match me. But now you, he, you peep like what I'm wearing and then you change your clothes. Sometimes. And there's a few, there's a small percentage too where we would just match. Yeah. Which is also adorable, I guess you can say. It keeps <laughs> us in sync. Um, but yeah, what I noticed too during our first date was that you were, uh, you were just, you seemed comfortable. Oh, just yeah. with being around me and stuff and. Yeah, guys, she was just, she felt comfortable to just take my phone 
take my phone and uh, just show me. I'm just like, wow, she doesn't even know me. We knew of each other, but it was just for me. I thought that was like a a confirmation. I'm like, all right. Even though I was just like, she's taking my phone, trying to show me stuff. Um, <laughs> this is still pretty cool in, in itself, but um, yeah. So we would get to know each other for about a month. Yeah. Just as friends, you can kind of talk about how was that that period um, leading up to us initially dating each other. Um, I didn't look at it too much um, because at the time right. I was just like I was just enjoying the moment, the moment and being around you. Because after that first time we hung out that weekend, like we were hanging out every weekend. So I didn't, I don't know, I didn't think anything like too deep into it because I also was like, okay, I'm not going to look too deep into it. So not getting my hopes up, basically. Yeah, and I think that's important to mention uh, because I think a lot of people was just starting any type of friendship relationship where we're trying to look too deep into it and not just being in the moment and uh, just enjoying the process. That's not saying not to be intentional, but I think not having too many expectations early on. Right. And that was something that I felt God was teaching or showing me, especially prior to us um, connecting, because I was dating and dating a little bit and getting uh, different friendships. And it was just like having all these like expectations. Not like it was like a bad thing, but I guess it can become a bad thing when you're expecting things that aren't communicated, right? Yeah. Um, so that was really important. But, yeah, I know for it was strange for me because we were still, we didn't, we, we asked questions about getting to know each other, but we still didn't know what we had going on in our lives individually, like what you had going on or what I, because I didn't even know if Mo was talking to anybody. And But I also had the confidence with, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like really date her or anything initially. I was just coming in with like friends to get to know you, mm -hmm. but it happened quick where I was just like, I can see myself actually dating her. And I don't know if she kind of felt the same thing, but, um, yeah, it slowly, it slowly got there. But when we first started, we, we first went on our, well, our first outing, I was talking to someone then. But I, the Lord was telling me to let it go. Mm. And he was telling me to do that for like a month or two prior to us like catching up. And when you came along, maybe like the second week, the second weekend. And actually, I was supposed to hang out with him our first weekend catching up. And I was <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> I, the Lord was telling me to let him go. My friends were telling me to stop talking to him. I was just being disobedient, okay? Um, but, yes, when you came along, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hang out with him because he fits the mold more than the last guy. <laughs> so after that, after, like, maybe the second time, that's when I officially told him, like, hey, I can't, I can't keep doing this. But I wasn't – I told him – that it was mainly because of work and I wanted to focus on my business, but <laughs> which was the case, but I also seeing potential in someone else, which 
course, was you. So, yeah, that's where I was. And, of course, I told you that before. Yeah, um, just being encouraged by even you making the executive decision of taking the advice you were given before and just making like, sound judgment in the sense of just evaluating people and letting go of things that wasn't like good for you. And in this particular situation was the guy that you were talking to before. Um, it just, I always see God in our story, which reminds me just in my own faith to like keep going and to really trust the Lord, even though we'll feel like we're in the wilderness. But um, I wanted to really segue us to how our story uh, transitioned to how do we, how to giving folks um, some some gems on how do we start any healthy um, relationship on a good note, and more particular marriage. And I just had uh, some few questions on what, in your opinion, are some just general questions or things that will come to mind for for you in particular starting starting um, a relationship well. Um, the main thing for me was, does he have Jesus in his life? Not just God, but Jesus. Does he believe in Jesus? Is he the center of his life? Do he, do he have Jesus as his Lord and Savior, basically? Um, that was my main thing, and that's something I always struggled with, because I didn't, I didn't, look for that of course as like a teenager or before I was mainly a Christian um, and then even while I was a Christian I backslid and was kind of like okay I can talk to this person but he doesn't have Jesus in the center of his life I know I can't take this anywhere else so that was the main thing I was looking for and I think it's the main key to having a good relationship with the ne with your partner that's huge. And I know some people are thinking, how does that look? Or what were some things that you were looking for? Was there something in particular that helped you just connect the dots to me having a, a strong relationship with the Lord? Yes. It wasn't even so much like you weren't very spiritual or like, um, like, oh, I'm going to spend two hours in prayer or anything. It was mainly your actions. Like, I... Like, me compared to you, like, when it comes to our past life, <laughs> I didn't think that I was, like, good enough for you or anything. Because I was like, man, like, I've dated multiple guys and, you know. So, seeing that you accepted me for who I was as a woman, as one of God's children, that's what stood out, me, stood out to me the most about you. Because I was like, wow. I seen Jesus in you because it was like, you know how... Jesus accepts us for who we are, and he still calls us even with our filthy rags. That's how I felt about you, mm. how you felt about me. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. And, yeah, and, like, what you always tell me before we met, things that kind of helped, I guess, prevent you from seeing, um, I guess, the guy you were looking for was just how, men we have the tendency of just, saying a lot of things but not really being uh about the action right and that's what i was struggling with before it's like okay god's going to tell you what what you want to hear but 
what this interaction looked like. And you didn't have to talk much. Mm. You showed up, so. Right, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah my wife saying that is huge because I try to live my life where a lot of people can be really churchy or yeah. they can be uh, a lot with the, the, the Christ language or the Bible language, but you evaluate their life and it's like, wait, this is not congruent. You know, this doesn't, but I've always tried to, like the verse James one twenty two, not be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. I've really tried to, you know, take that home, receive it and live that out every day. And I always believe that's the primary way to make disciples one, but live a life that God can glorify. God could be proud of. Um, and even though that's, that's not perfect, but it's just making the effort and striving to like have actions that align with the word. So um, that's huge. Uh, it still bring, gives me chills just thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I get super emotional talking about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's important because, you know, it's a real thing. We wouldn't even feel these emotions if we didn't believe it was true or seeing the fruit from it ultimately. And that's how you measure any good thing. I can move on to the next question. Um, and it kind of, we kind of touched upon it too. How does spirituality or our faith play a major role? Do you feel like that has evolved in the sense from us initially dating to now? Or what are some things that you can say that speak on to that? Yes. So um, it definitely has evolved for sure. But I think we both, or I can speak for myself, um, I had a higher expectations and stuff in the beginning. And, and I had to accept like where you were um, and how I just thought that as a couple it would look together. Mm. When it came to, um, came to doing devotionals together, prayer together, and like churchy events together. <laughs> so... But, I mean, the Lord had worked on my heart and um, to be patient and to be content with where we were. So, yes. Now we're at a much better space. Like, yeah. in the beginning, I felt like we weren't on the same page about a lot of things. But after talking to wise counsel, men and women of God who have helped us, that has truly, like, gave me a better perspective and made me be more content yeah that's huge and you kind of touched upon some other points that i had written down um like for instance you spoke about us having basically wise counsel or people that we can go to to help us navigate our our relationship or how we communicate with each other or just all aspects mm -hmm. um which is very important and that was something that helped me prepare for our relationship and all the relationships I had before in any sense of friendship, et cetera. Um, and it kind of happened in a real divine way because I thought, I was like, man, God has a lot of like old folks around me. <laughs> Sorry to my older friends that maybe watch this, but you guys truly uh, ended up being a blessing because you guys gave me a blueprint of you guys' lived experience and like the, the pitfalls and also the 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 blessings that came from it. So that kind of continued to cultivate my mindset on how to approach it. Because I think a lot of us younger folks, we 
we get too short-sighted. We get too caught in a moment. We get too impatient um, with our expectations or what we're looking for because of a lot of things that can stem from, like, TV, movies, yeah, social, social media. media. Yeah, so that has been – and that's still something that we're working on, but we, we know at the end of the day, like, if we encourage that more or implement that more in our life, in our relationship that it just helps us become better and get on the same page mm-hmm. um and to that i also wanted to caveat that with having a wise counsel but also when starting any relationship like making sure that the people in the relationship are on the same page or have mutual goals and values first and then allowing the other nuanced things allowing counsel to kind of connect the nuance. Yeah. So can you speak to that, just us being on the same page first and then adding everybody else? Because I think a lot of people get caught on trying to listen to a lot of people and it almost severs the relationship. Well, I think the point of having wise counsel is to get on the same page about certain things. Now, you do have to have mutual agreement, like, okay, we do need people other people that have been through what we've been through or there are 30 years in the game, you know, in this marriage game. So that's what I feel like um, the same page comes from, from the beginning, like both parties agreeing to do that. So that's why I felt like we, we weren't on the same page in the beginning. So I was like, okay, we need somebody to talk to. You remember I kept saying that? I was like, okay, we need a third party. We need a third party. I know that was so annoying, but, you know, I had to stop saying it at one point because I didn't want to nag you. So I just, yeah, it just has been very, very helpful and I feel so, more, feel so much more at peace mm-hmm. um, because we still learning each other. And I felt like, we both weren't, we were hearing each other, but we weren't understanding where we were coming from and having someone else on the outside saying like, okay, hey, this is what Gabe actually means or hey, this is what Mo actually means, Gabe. So, um, yeah, it just helps us under- understand where each other is coming from so we can, okay, we can, I know how to do this now. I know how to um, resolve solution. I know how conflict i know how to um just navigate a different area in our lives better so that was Mm. just yeah that's that's awesome because that transitions us to the point that i wanted to really talk about how do we embrace each other's differences while still supporting each other and even in that kind of small story you can hear how we both had different perspectives about counsel and how that applies to our lives or how it could help us grow. Um, But that has been an underlying thing that I think even since day one of dating, we have, we have to be, we have been navigating just how do we recognize that? Yeah, we are different people, different backgrounds, um, different upbringings, but God used the differences to, to bring us together. So can you speak to how how that has been like a journey, but also one that has helped us just kind of grow in a, in a major way? Yes. Um, 
it was very challenging in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's still challenging, but um, I would say, yeah, because I truly felt like I didn't understand you because the way you were certain things, I'm like, what? So I, I would get frustrated and have atti- an attitude because I don't get what you're saying and it just sound annoying, like, okay, you tripping type of thing. But you really weren't. It was just really how you felt and how you um, observed, observed some certain things. So um, that was challenging. But then I also had to look at, like, myself because I was thinking I was selfish, like, I still have some selfish ways, but thinking that things had to go my way and being in a relationship, like, it, especially when you're intentional, it's going to always be refining and refining is painful. <laughs> <laughs> it is not fun. Um, so that again it's just been a challenge but i would say the past few months it has been a lot better for sure and i can add to that how that has been even a struggle for me because i think we are also susceptible to that notion of um we kind of want to turn the partner into the people we want them to be yeah rather than allowing them to change because they recognize that's what they need to do and not that we're telling them or we're trying to force them to do that but we we'll, i think a lot of a lot of uh, you know mistakes we make in just dating and marriage in general is we're, we're trying to uh, just force our our spouse significant other to be a certain way or do a certain thing and then i started to really just get freed from that because and it's still a process i mean i always say learning learning your your spouse is a lifetime thing and i have just acquired that from some um video or something i came across a few years ago but i truly see that when you stop really when you stop uh learning the other learning your significant other I think it's just, it creates a lot of issues for the relationship and headache. So, but um, it definitely has been, I think, one of the most valuable uh, lessons that we have gone through and still navigate through. But it's building us for sure. Um, the next thing, we can kind of talk about some more lighthearted things. <laughs> uh, so, what would you say is uh, the fa- your favorite? Your, our favorite thing to do together together we like to go on walks together we like to watch movies together um travel we, we love our road trips um we haven't been able outside of our our honeymoon we haven't been able able to travel out the country but we definitely love our road trips um we love to try desserts new places to eat restaurants and of course cuddles i love my cuddles (laughs) (laughs) yes she does um that's awesome i would say our yeah you hit it on the head with that our favorite thing definitely i feel like we travel definitely that number one thing i feel like we grow 
we grow in a really an unanticipated ways. Yes. On them long road trips, yes. Because we have to work together more than the typical day, I would say, and uh, really just kind of put our heads together to solve different things where it comes to just planning. Planning, yeah. Planning, preparation, itineraries, just how we just spend our time in general. But um, that, that has been a major thing. And you can say basically that traveling coincides with us just creating experiences with each other. Yeah. Um, which is definitely our kind of favorite thing to do. Um, what would you say is your favorite quality about me? And I can answer mine about you. Um, there's so many. But I would say just your course your love i don't want to sound cheesy but (laughs) (laughs) your love and your patience especially Mm -hmm. like when i was when i go through my days of like feeling fatigue and just feeling tired and i just like oh i don't want to do anything like you you're a cook you will cook you will go above and beyond so yes it's the way you love for sure and your patience, so when I pop off, <laughs> you don't give the same energy, and that's what convinced me. That convinced mm. me, so I'm like, dang, I need to get it together. That's beautiful, and I received that. Um, thank you, yeah, because it's and just with like her saying, mentioning the pop off thing, I think anybody that's trying to thinking about or want to be in a relationship or a marriage, just recognize there's going to be disagreements heated discussions we would say but uh i wholeheartedly believe that the man has to set the pace set the tone and the temperament that he wishes to see in the relationship so that's something that i really try to uh, focus on and hone in on because it's important and it's easy for for us to match you know our, our wives wives, girlfriends, et cetera, energy, but really nothing good comes from that, especially if it's um, not an agreement on whatever particular matter. Um, But I would say my favorite quality about you would be I'll first say your love for the Lord which it can, that can sound cliche, but true, that's what really attracted me to you, especially when we were getting to know each other. And this is a funny story. I was asking Mo, what are some of the favorite things that you like 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 to do or that you follow or tune into? Or I phrased it somewhere like that. And she, she mentioned, uh, I really just like to just get closer to Jesus or something. <laughs> you had said something like that, and I was just like, and it didn't sound like she was just like that was rehearsed or it truly sound like that. And come to find out as time went on, that was really the, the thing that she she meant, and um, that really just kind of blew me away because she even minds reminds me when I even just lose sight of just staying in the word like she'll just wake up reading her bible or just making the effort that 
just continues to like set an example even when I'm not an example for myself and it's really uh, powerful and I would say I guess the second thing as far as more of like a, a trait I would say your boldness boldness yeah she probably wouldn't like believe that she what? has that but that was what attracted me too it was just her boldness it was it's like a silent boldness I will be on the receiving end of her boldness <laughs> most of the time. But just her boldness about her convictions, um, the things she cares about, and the people she she cares about uh, really is uh, contagious and inspiring because even though I would kind of label myself as a bold person, you know, Mo is really my, uh, my partner, my partner in paradise on that. <laughs> Because she, she even when I feel like if it's towards just my work or any particular projects or just any life situation, she she gives me like that uh, that truth and hardcore like boldness in the sense that reminds me that I can achieve something, I can do something, or I can look at it better or whatever the case is. And most of the time, she's not apologetic about it, you know. <laughs> But it's, I think I receive it with love, and she her intention is love when she's doing that. So that's really kind of a huge thing that um, you know I love about you, Mo. So thank you, babe. You're welcome. Um, the next thing, um, I know a lot of people wonder this, and you could have mentioned it earlier, but how do I think another important ingredient or thing to consider in relationships or people are aspiring to be in relationships slash marriages is how do we how do we fight well um, oh yeah that's tough because i'm still learning that i right. don't fight well I, but you can i think it's subjective too just in a sense but what have what have you found that has worked in the midst of our disagreements keep my mouth shut mm. that's where i'm at now <laughs> just zip it before I make it worse mm. I think we can all like, definitely appreciate that uh, that advice for sure um, and like Mo mentioned we're still in process with learning each other learning how to, to fight well or you can say learning how to have heated discussions and and not use them as indictments for each other's character or person so um, I would say for me, you are pretty good. <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you for saying that. Uh, I feel like I could be better sometimes, um, but I'll have spontaneous moments where I'll just be, uh, I could say, just impatient or maybe my tone will fluctuate. Yeah. Which sometimes it'll surprise me because it'll be like over small things. Yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> what, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Because I'm like, dude, this is not a big deal. And then you're going to get me heated. So, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's just learning uh, learning for me to just have a better tone um, in the midst of things that may be just irritating me. And it, and it, it could be something that Mo's not even doing, but it's just irritating me in some other capacity <laughs> that I just kind of take out on Mo. So <laughs> that's something I'm... I'm uh, praying for the Lord to uh, help me in. 
for sure. But uh, yeah, I would say just um, and we've we have a, a good friend of ours who has been giving us uh, just counsel and guidance in the midst of our marriage now, um, who just has recommended just taking the time to really listen to each other. Yeah. Um, and I know that can sound like really cliche or simple, but but also scheduling. Yeah, to have right. our heated discussions because sometimes it can be inconvenient. So I know one thing that we struggle with is sometimes we have our heated discussions in bed bef- before it's time to go to sleep, and that's not good. So um, I think that has helped. Like, okay, let's talk about this tomorrow when we have time and energy because now we're in bed and sleepy. Mm. So. Yeah, that's that's critical. Um, that is critical. So it's like timing, listening, and scheduling. Yeah. Because I think we we're remiss at times uh, as looking at our relationship as something separate than our regular everyday lives that incorporate that incorporate work or just how we allocate our time with things we want to do with our friends or family. But really having that same mindset of approaching marriage almost like a business in a sense that you will schedule your meetings you'll have objectives you'll have different outcomes that um consist of that whole ordeal but uh and for me i thought initially scheduling like it kind of makes our relationship seem more rigid but that's because you wanted that you wanted to fix things i want to fix this now type of thing and it's like hold up I, I need time to process. I need time to think about this. I don't want to just say the wrong thing. So you're quick, not me. So it's like, okay, yeah, let's schedule this thing so I can have time to process. And I have to take notes to process. So Yeah, that's huge. And like Mo was saying, like before just, or even in the midst of relationships, really get, getting to understand how the other person processes uh difficult things or it could be even smaller things it's just having a a open-mindedness to that because we both will have a time on a particular matter but if you guys don't mutually agree on that it's just going to create more tension yeah so we've been definitely working more diligent on just being more uh, cognizant of each other's uh just feelings and ways of processing yeah. which is critical um so that's huge and then and i would say lastly um i think we're coming up closing on a good note um what are some i guess limiting beliefs that you feel like you have overcame or that you're still overcoming that in regards to relationships or our marriage in general, that our viewers can um, use on their journey. What do you mean by limiting? So limiting beliefs, for instance, um, what are some things that you believe that wasn't per se like helpful or positive in regards to, like say for instance, a limiting belief, I felt like I had to, and it doesn't pertain to us, but I felt like before when I was dating, I felt like I had to change the way I looked to, for in order for it to work. Oh. 
but it came, when it came to find out God wanted me to continue to love the way that I love because he 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 wired me that way. Yeah, lover boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a really breakthrough because it, it just reminded me not to like per se change who I was to yeah. try to fit somebody, but change is inevitable to a degree. So of course, yeah. Um. You saying when it comes to a marriage or just in general? Yeah, that marriage. you may have thought before. Yeah, leading up to that. Oh, so I thought that um, the wife always had to cook, mm-hmm. and then I realized, oh, I can't do this on my own. <laughs> 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 so by you helping, that has truly helped. So that was one belief. I was like, okay, but I do want to get to that place, maybe later in life, where I can cook like home cooked meals every day. Mm-hmm. Um, because I realized, especially when we were living in Boston, like I started enjoying cooking and then I hopefully can get to baking. But um, that was one limiting belief. Um, oh, yeah. Also, so I was spoiled growing up. I thought that everything was going to like I was going to have it have it my way, like Burger King. So that was another thing. I was like, no, we have to work together. We have to work hard. I have to have delayed, what is it? Delayed gratification. Uh, delayed gratification. So that was another thing. I thought that I was going to be super duper spoiled. I'm still spoiled. Mm-hmm. Gabe spoils me, but he's going to tell me no. <laughs> wait. Just like I wanted a cup. <laughs> You're like, no, wait. <laughs> so, um,. I'm like, no, I want this now. But then I get to thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I do need to wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's another one. Wow, that's huge. And I'm definitely still learning those things, delayed gratification in all areas for sure. Um, but I knew that was something I always had to work on, not even just in relationships, but just in general, mm. in, in life in general. That's good. I skipped over this part. Uh, when we were talking about um, how we met and our journey, uh, but let's talk about leading up to our wedding day. Leading up to our wedding day, and some of the changes that were involved in that. Oh, so leading up to our wedding day was a lot. Okay. Um, we were dating for about, what, like nine, ten months? Yeah. Nine to ten months. Then you proposed. So we started dating in May. Yeah, June, something like that. Then you proposed in April 2022. And we got married three months after that. During that time, the wedding planning, well, the wedding planning actually started December. (laughs) We actually booked our honeymoon and we paid for the venue like january feb february the deposit for the venue before you even like we booked the honeymoon that december before i yeah before i proposed yeah december 2021 that's when we booked the honeymoon january february 2022 we paid the deposit for our wedding venue you proposed in April. Mm. So I was like, but during that time, I was like, like after 
February after we booked the um, venue, I was like, when is this dude going to propose? Like, I know we got to get married soon because we booked it for our wedding day, July 28th. So I was like, okay, we got to let people know what's going on. So, yeah, he proposed on my birthday, April 24th. And then three months later, we got married. But within the um, engagement period, like, I was so overwhelmed with work and um planning a wedding but also preparing to move my entire life 16 hours away up to Boston so that's when you came in and stepped up and showed out and helped with the majority of the planning and stuff so only thing I really cared about it was the decor I was like babe figure everything else out I want some champagne I want nice decor that's it yeah, we so, so that I was like, let me just try to meet my my wife to be's uh, expectations, and I used my background too. Of I went to school for landscape architecture and had this kind of planning design background, so I knew that that was one way that could basically take the load off of Mo in the midst of just planning for a wedding, because that could be it could be very stressful, and Mo had a lot of other things she had going on too. And she basically just relinquished that that uh, that responsibility, and you know I took that responsibility on to to basically love my wife, um, and it wasn't any issue because I actually had fun with it. And that's a big part, just knowing knowing the roles that each person has in the relationship, and not trying to base it off of how society defines those things. Yeah, because that could really deter people and have people really out of sync for sure (laughs) for sure do not oh yeah do not listen to society it's a partnership it's a relationship and there are going to be times where i don't have all the energy to give and gabe has it and it's going to be there were there are times where you don't have all the energy and i have to step up so yeah so yeah that's major and just uh to add more context, so in the midst of that, we were long distance dating. Oh my gosh! Facetimes every day, just uh, talking about everything under the sun, which those those were very special times. But also, we stayed up later than we we needed to. No, the dating phase, we we stayed up like to the next day. Yeah. Like literally talking. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It was like, okay, it was like 8 o'clock the next morning. We were like, okay, it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, time just flies, especially when you find you find the one that you guys vibe with and are like in tune. Like, time doesn't even seem like a factor. Yeah. It just goes by so quickly. Um, but yeah, uh, to that, yeah, we were long distance dating. I was in Boston because I already moved up there. Uh, for the job I had at the time, and then the marriage just really uh, connected everything. But yeah, I thought about, I know for me, since I was doing most of the planning, I thought about just calling off our wedding because of all the different factors that dealt with family and budgets and all those things. I was just like, man, this is, and then work was already pretty stressful for me at the time, but I just was like, man, even though the marriage part would have still been a thing, uh, I was like, man, maybe we're just going to just go to the courthouse and just, but uh, God still gave us enough um, strength to continue with it. And we had a, uh, a 
intimate wedding that really was just up our speed and um, we're able to really celebrate with a few friends and family mm -hmm. and um, it was just really a special time and looking back it's just yeah we were we had a lot of different things that we were dealing with to to make it happen but once we figured out what was the best plan for us you know god cleared the way and made everything you know aligned as needed. so but uh thank you so much uh, mo for for uh being our very special guest on our first episode of the pure belief podcast uh it's been a treat and i hope to have you back on whenever i can uh make room in the budget for of it of course <laughs> i will send my invoice via email or text message or send a cash app request whichever one well i was like you guys heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> but uh thank you guys for tuning in it's been a real pleasure and i hope you guys continue to follow us on our journey with sharing stories to help you become better versions of yourself